Hey guys, welcome back to the Ikecast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike. Hey guys, thanks for joining us this Saturday. Yeah. All right, another fairly quiet week. Uh, you know, a few little big uh, things that happened, um, you know, in terms of what U.S. legal policy and U.S. immigration policy. Yeah, and I think it ties into the same issue um, as we've discussed. Um, so uh, what's been in the news a lot this week is the presidential pardon powers. And the reason why it's out in the news is because, um, you know, the rumor mill has it that the outgoing president, President Trump, is looking at pardoning possibly himself, his three adult children that and Jared Kushner so three adult children being Eric um, Don Jr. and Ivanka plus Jared Kushner son-in-law and uh, Rudy Giuliani and you know I find that interesting that they're looking at uh, you know the pardoning for you know crimes that we don't know have existed so it's like it's a preemptive move move right and i have to think okay if you're trying to preempt a pardon what does that mean does that mean that they're they're aware that their activity has not been legal and would be subject to some sort of legal sanction and so we're going to pardon because you can't have double jeopardy but here's the thing with pardons it doesn't necessarily if you're charged, it doesn't take away the crime. You have to actually have an ex- request an expungement in order for that to be off your record. So there's yeah. a couple of things, you know, at play. But the question is really um, the constitutional, uh, you know, does the Constitution confer upon the president preemptive ability to pardon himself and his family? Um if it were up to Bill Barr, yeah, he would say that Article Two in the Constitution and his unitive, uh, sorry, unitary uh, executive theory means, yeah, president can do whatever the hell he wants. That his power is nearly unlimited, and the only checks to the president's power and actions and authority are pretty much impeachment in elections. You know, yeah. he doesn't even believe that the court can be can be something that can be used to to check the authority of the president that congress is unable to say check the authority of the president um you know only through these two mechanisms which are enumerated which is very very clear you can impeach him and elections right um he has been impeached just not removed yeah um to be very fair you know it's never happened in in all of american history few impeachments here and there, but never an actual removal. Right. Because, you know, at some point in, in the past, right. Um, with the impeachment, I mean, uh, they, they've elected to issue a censure mm-hmm. in this particular impeachment um, because it was at the Senate, what really went along party lines, except for the one dissenting voice within the Republicans, there wasn't enough votes to follow through with the impeachment yeah um yeah the the removal never occurred but on top of all that though it's it's the process you know when it comes to to trump he he works off of this idea that he can do whatever the hell he want as president yeah 
you know, uh, you saw him lose his lose his uh, cool uh, uh, against a, uh, a reporter. Uh, I, I, well, I can't remember the exact uh, context of the situation. Well, but... I think they were asking if he was going to concede to the election. Yeah. Uh, so was she flippant or was she just asking questions? I, I don't know the full con- context. But the point being is that he just he just lost his cool. <coughs> and was like, you don't talk to the president like that, right? You know, you don't talk to me like that. You don't talk to the president. Okay, like we're that. talking about two different things. Okay, uh, you're talking about it was a female president, yeah, and it was COVID related. Yeah, and I think she was questioning the response. Yeah, um, you know, and um, yeah, he had snapped at her. Incidentally, it's the women that he, you know, uses those demeaning, um, that demeaning behavior towards more so than men. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, is he, I mean, uh, we could go into the, the psychosis there, the psychology of that behavior, but I, I don't want to. Yeah. What I want to actually, uh, you know, have our focus on is um, the ability of the um, the president to pardon, okay? I, um, we've had... See, every president has pardoned individuals. The way it, the process works is, you know, um, the the person who has has uh, has been fa- found guilty of the crime petitions the executive branch of which the Department of Justice has a pardon attorney, uh, you know, and um, they petition the White House. I mean, it's usually the analysis is done, um, you know, parallel right the department of justice is doing an analysis but you know from a legal perspective and then you have you have usually the white house also looking at it from the political yeah because you don't want to say necessarily pardon right you know like pardons are used as this ceremonial huge gesture to get someone who has been you know who's either done the crime or wrongfully accused or something right right and then just you know, work on work on the idea that hey, listen, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, their 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 punishment is up, right? Right. They, you know, or you know, it could be something like what well, this was a crime then, right? Or yep. they were acting in good faith or in advancement of some sort of cause, right? Right. Yeah, and um, and the cost, you know, and the U.S. Constitution, a constitution does. Uh, confer upon the executive branch and the president the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in the cases of impeachment. So, except in the case of impeachment, that means himself. Mm-hmm. He can't grant, I would argue, he can't grant himself a pardon. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, my thing is, shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States. So the offenses of the United States, do they have to be committed and litigated, right? Or is it just committed? So here's the thing. And does that mean treason? Yeah, is treason something which is pardonable? No, treason isn't because the Constitution doesn't have a carve out for treason. Yeah. I mean, I think that fundamentally the, the the pardoning power and it the nuance of what can be pardoned and who can be pardoned i think fundamentally you can't pardon yourself for a crime that you're not charged with right yeah 
And so, I agree with you there. I don't think it, it doesn't make any logical sense to hey, say, listen, hey, I got a jet, I have a get out of jail free card for a crime I, you know, for a crime that I'm not even charged with yet, you know? Right. <clears throat> and as like, it could be as simple as that, you know, and part of Bill Barr and his unitary executive and, and, you know, Department of Justice's before him, all the way going back to uh, Jeff Sessions, they've all come with this opinion that the president is not subject to essentially criminal proceedings while he's in power. Right. And I'm going to put a footnote here that when it's Biden's administration, watch them fucking flip. Of course. No, it, it's it's the the hypocrisy is going to be 100%. But I, I think the main focus of it should be that we have this very, very clear delineation where his Department of Justice has said, listen, you cannot charge him for a crime while he's in office. They've made it clear. They've, they've set the rules. Okay, right. cool. Fine. We can live with that. Now let's go to part, you know, part B on this then. That means he's never, he won't be charged for, with a crime. That means he can't pardon himself for a crime. Right. Right. He's put himself into this weird catch 22 where he's unable to be where if by this, by this logic, you know, he, he cannot be charged with a crime while he's in office. Therefore, how should, how could he be able to pardon himself of a, of, of a crime he's committed while in office? Is the pardon for people who are convicted, like you said? Is the pardon for people who are awaiting their trial? Can you theoretically pardon somebody, like, say, on death row? Right? Sure, it's all completed. You know, like, right. that, that happens all the time. But how about you pardon someone who's literally in the middle of their trial? Right? Right someone who's pleaded guilty right and like what what point in the process you know in, inside the entire criminal justice system and what point in the process is someone eligible for a pardon and because he's put himself into this position where he can't even be charged with anything while he's well, in, that's their position that's their position and of course they're the ones who are gonna have to charge him right right but we see on the other side of the scale the state governments and the and the state you know criminal courts and the entire criminal justice system attached with it, they haven't at all, you know, charged him with a crime. Not yet. Exactly. Now, is it because part of that same logic, he can't be charged with a crime on any level during his uh, during his presidency? Or are they being smart and waiting until he's out of office to charge him with crimes? Right? Southern District of New York, deep into the tax stuff. Fundamentally, it doesn't matter who you are and who, how powerful you are. When it comes to taxes, they'll get you. Mm -hmm. Right? They will always get you when it comes to taxes. Yeah. Right? doesn't matter who you are and how powerful. Right? There's plenty of, like, loopholes out there. Right? But he runs his stuff. He works in New York construction. He runs his stuff like a criminal organization. Mm -hmm. Right? Sort of comes with the, the territory. Right? Yeah. Um, and to say it doesn't, it's, I just feel it's like, it's being very, very, it's either being naive or intentionally obtuse to think that, you know, that there is not in any sense active, really just active criminality in almost all large scale, you know, anything large scale business and corporate. Of course, there's going to be some level of criminality there, mm -hmm. right? We have 
We have book laws on the book saying that you that you can't bribe foreign nations, right? To 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 get contracts with them. Right. But that's literally how it's done. <laughs> right? That's literally like it's it's on the books, but no one falls. It's it's one of those There's laws. There's back channel deals that are made. Always. Right. All right. Let's 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 not forget that money, the accumulation of wealth and power are not subject to law. Right? Right. Because all the same levers that turn those turn the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, right? George Carlin says it perfectly. It's a big club and you ain't in it. Yep. Right? And so this his level of criminal... But that all being said, they always get you on the tax. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's the... That's the that's the route that they're going. Yeah. They're, they are trying to... They are getting access to the, the taxes, but circling back to president's ability to pardon. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, uh, what you, you've, you, what you've stated, um, it's most of the pardons, you know, that, that we've seen have been from, you know, where you've seen a gross miscarriage of justice and, there's an attempt to redress that. Yeah, right? so more in the spirit of the law than right, the letter. Right, spirit in the law. Right, exactly. Um, you know, you've also seen celebrity or popular activists that have been pardoned as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, didn't Ford pardon Nixon? I mean, I think that was one of the biggest miscarriages of justice. Yeah. Um, oh, and that would, but that would be a good example. Was Nixon charged at the time? But that's just it. Nixon resigned before he was. Yeah. So Nixon, if Nixon, theoretically speaking, he could, if he can, you know, do that. I, I believe there's nothing in in the, there's nothing to make him say, prevent him from, you know, pardoning his family, his cronies, and anyone else who, even possible, pay to play. Where you can build it up. Hey, you need a pardon? How much are you gonna, you know, give to the Trump organization in these final well, few days? Okay, so yeah, so here's the thing: is the the pardon, uh, you know, pay to play pardoning powers. I think if they engage in that and it's extremely overt, you are going to see the incoming Department of Justice investigating, and no amount of pardoning will will. Yeah will able will be able to to help them out you know i'm i I definitely am of that opinion that here's my issue and it's it's a small one but it's the same issue that i had with obama and the same issue i had with i'm having with biden is the rhetoric coming in which is conciliatory and let's move on yeah i you and me are on the same page on this one. I don't understand. Like, look at the bullshit that yeah, I go like, you know, the Republicans still continue. Yeah. I read an article yesterday of the, I think, 234 Republicans, only 36 in the House have congratulated Biden. Yeah. It, it, it's... it's fucking ridiculous. Listen, I'm sure I'm going to be devil's advocate because I'd like to just Every once in a while, I'll check my own system of belief. If, say, Trump had won, and there was the same, you know, and Biden was making these claims of rampant voter fraud, there would definitely be some partisan type hacks on even our side 
who would push that, uh, you know, that agenda. Um, it's, it's almost equivalent to say Russiagate where unfortunately nothing came out of it. Uh, despite, you know, things in the motor report indicating that there's, you know, there'd be dragons, right. You know, <laughs> there, there's something going on over here. Yeah. But the problem is that they whitewashed. Yeah. I mean, that's know, the report. Yeah. Bars, I, I mean, bar, bar cherry picked yeah. elements of it. Yeah. And then released it before it ever was supposed to be. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the special investigation, the Mueller report, all of that was a thorn in, you know, Trump's side. And it didn't amount to anything. What happened instead was the the insanity involving, you know, Hunter Biden, Burisma, which in and of itself shows this pay-to-play again, right? You know, there's someone trading on someone else's name in order to get, you know, in order to, to, for essentially money and power. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. And a board seat is one of the easiest ways to do it because there's no qualifications to be on the board of anything. You don't need to know anything. They literally just fill it up. Right. Right. With people. It's a warm who, seat. Yeah. It's like, I need you there every once in a while to vote along my interest. That's entirely what it is. And that's all it ever is. Right. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's, I'd like, I want to see where it goes. This, this, this pardoning situation, if it is overt, if it is so obtuse and so egregious what can be done I, I all they can do is pardon for federal crimes right correct yeah. um and and so tax evasion might be uh, among them i believe tax evasion is a federal crime right yeah and if he if he pardoned i don't think you could theoretically pardon yourself because i think that's what an indication or uh definitely uh anyone who pardons themselves i think all they're doing is proving to everyone else that they've been you know, doing something illegal. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things like, why are you doing that? It's like, I've, I've done nothing wrong, but here's my get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. It's like, but why do you need it if you've done nothing wrong? Right. Uh, yes. And that's, that's where, that's the place I'm coming from is why are you asking for, because I believe it was Giuliani who asked for a pardon for himself. Right. So if you haven't done anything wrong, why do you need to be pardoned? Exactly. It makes no sense. And um, yeah, I just want, I want to see where this goes. I want to see how these individuals like sort of, you know, try to play it off. The Republicans easily are going to say that what they're doing is preempting any sort of shenanigans, say by Democrats to, you know, go after, you know, the, the Trump organization and, and the Trumps, you know, once Biden comes into power. Right. At the same time, we have plenty of rumors and and, and talk uh, in the ether, which say that Trump is planning a twenty twenty four run. Which okay, here's the thing: is he can because totally, you've absolutely. got two terms. Yeah, to- absolutely. No, it's not not the illegal part. It's not an issue of legality. It's a more of an issue of what is this going to do for the next four years, right? Where you have this, you know, former president building up him trying to come back riling up a large segment of individuals who believe now that the say unlike you know the the russiagate stuff the belief was is that there was undue influence Mm -hmm. but no one came out and said hey listen ballots it straight up were fake yeah right 
Right. As opposed to this, where they're not going, there are some, of course, psychos out there th- saying that, you know, Hugo Chavez and the communists of the world have messed with voting machines. Um, and then, of course, there's... Right. And those people, Chris, in my opinion, is they they come from a place of people are stupid. Yeah. They're going, you know what, they've drunk, they've drunk the Kool-Aid so much, we can say whatever egregious lie egregious you know untruth unsubstantiated things and it's going to be believed as the gospel truth absolutely and um and you know what and that's really sad for the people that they they think are stupid i mean i feel that critical thinking is just thrown out the window for tribalism and teams Right. And, and treating, and I feel it, it's this thing everywhere around the world. And, and it's the way that evolutionarily that we work. We, we put ourselves into these little groups and then we, you know, tribalistically fight the other group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because of that, we throw out logic to the wind. We throw out critical thinking to the wind. We, 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 we pause away and go like, wait a minute, could there be something right? Um, you know, could, could, do they have a point, right? Instead of seeking consensus, we're seeking victory. Yeah. Right. We're not seeking compromise. We're seeking, you know, control. We're seeking domination and conquering, you know, as opposed to governing, <laughs> you right. know. Um, and I don't know, the binary system of the United States, the, the you know, the this two-party system that, that has sort of created itself over time, right, has created this, you know, red versus blue, good versus evil sort of dichotomy, binary choice in people's heads. You know, where they think they're truly on the righteous side, right? And then they're going to hear this, this pardon stuff, and they're not going to critically examine it going, wait a minute, why? Yeah. Right? They're just going to be like, yes, he should pardon himself. Right? There's a lot of people out there who are, I mean, there are a lot of people out there who are still pushing the idea that there is voter fraud and they haven't received any evidence, right? Right. They're, they're, they're waiting on the evidence from these individuals. Right. And they're, they're working on this weird backwards assumption that the absence of evidence does not equal the evidence of absence. Which um, brings reminds me of, um, you know, they had held these pseudo hearings yeah. um, this week. Um, oh, I that. think they were in Michigan. And they had... Um, one of their star witnesses was a woman who allegedly worked for Dominion Voting Systems. I guess that they're one of the the machines, and I think um, she was like, you know, one hundred and twenty percent voting had happened. And you know, when you look at the facts, there's like the facts themselves speak for themselves. No, only uh, I think 49% of registered voters had voted in Wayne County. So it's like they throw numbers out there and, you know, and they continue to repeat it until you're like, well, I, I use this formula all the time for it because it's, this is true about any sort of statement. It takes one minute to spew a lie it takes 10 minutes to prove that lie is false. <laughs> yeah. And and with that level of just like unequal distribution of, of energy, right? You can outmatch and overwhelm so much 
because the the efforts to disprove to fact to to fact check are going to be drowned out by the fact that it will take you 10 times as much time right to you know correct a mistruth or Mm -hmm. what i don't like about say like all the stuff that's happened recently is is in the last four years is oh misinformation or uh, he's he he mistruths or whatever that Trump is saying. No one in the Alternate news media, yeah. No one in the news media straight up said, "Hey, Trump lied a whole bunch t- this week." Yeah. Uh, yeah. The president caught lying again. The president, you know, caught lying. I agree the, with you. I think they. You know what? If you're lying, you should be called on those lies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do it amongst ourselves mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah. Come no. on. Absolutely. You know, like, you know, I'm just like paraphrasing right yeah like if you if there's like an exaggeration from like come on it's no i'm with you there like, it's it, tell me uh, the truth really? exactly it's you know when something's up and then there are people out there who get called out on it yeah right and when you're in the highest office in the, the land and no one is calling you at all out on it they're using they're using doublespeak. They're right. using code words. Like, like for example, like like you, I completely like you know, so Biden's communicate incoming communications team is all women, and they said you know it's an all women's communications team, uh, first of its kind, and the next day McEnany is like, oh no, <clears throat> Trump had a full women's team, communications team, which is a lie, yeah, right? It's, it's just like. It's whenever you know you see something positive, it's they have to be like, oh no, we did it first, and it's clearly a lie. But nobody's saying you're a big fat liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean the alternative facts moment is this presidency. Yeah, you know it's it's no, we're not lying. We're giving you alternative facts. Alternative facts are a fucking lie. Yeah, it doesn't make any. What does alternative facts mean? Yeah. It, it 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 doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If they said alternative truths, they're factually correct at that point. Right. Truth is subjective. Right. Fact isn't. Yeah. You know, and don't put ideas, Chris. Don't put alternative ideas. Alternative truth. <laughs> yeah. Do not put ideas in people's minds. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna come out. No, the alternative truthers. <laughs> yeah. Um, alt truthers. Yeah. <laughs> and like the alt right, alt yeah. left. Now there's alt truthers. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Thank God the alt left re re. Uh, I guess they re rebranded themselves as progressives. Uh, they always were, but nevertheless, the yeah. Uh, this pardon power is going to lead to straight up a million different problems to come right all these individuals who can be pardoned if you could even pardon somebody flynn he got pardoned yeah. and he's coming out and in my opinion advocating sedition and treasonous activity yeah by saying set aside the constitution bring in military rule do a military coup and redo the election like yeah that's never happened. what the <laughs> fuck and on that note yeah we are gonna end our war room (laughs) yeah i'm sorry guys the war room here on the icast is just gonna get us even more riled up uh let's let's be very real but yeah all things considered we're gonna find out where it goes and uh last piece of good news doc has been restored because even this presidency just i love how incompetent they are with trying to even mess up something good (laughs) you know um they're the grinch all the time and that they mess up everything (laughs) there's very you know, in 
um, all of the executive orders, what they've tried to legislate, they've had very, very, very few wins. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Chris, you can say it's the incompetence of it, incompetence of them. But um, I think the other part of it is like, they just don't understand the scope of the law. Yeah. No, no, they, they, they have this weird sort of belief on what the law entails, and then they try to match it. And then, of course, actual lawyers and judges slap it down. And I think nothing proves it better than, I, it wasn't this week, but it was last week, but I'd like to mention it. Uh, you know, Giuliani's uh, first appearance before a federal court in, like, ages, since the 90s. And then just totally flubbing his way through it, not understanding any aspects of civil procedure, you know, getting stuff thrown out when it shouldn't have, like just damaging his case through and through. And then on top of that, the Michigan disaster of, of bringing all these people who are, they're like SNL, it's like an SNL skit on how like crazy it is and how these people are acting. Right. And the only reason why they did it is because they're losing in the courts. So they're now trying to bring it into the public forum, mm -hmm. right? And they're holding these pseudo, um, hearings, yeah. uh, what are they? Uh, hearings, yeah. hearings yeah. which are not really, in my opinion, sanctioned hearings. It's just Republicans in the in the, the states where they're going, sitting there and, and questioning. And they're questioning them, trying to help the witness answer right. But the witnesses are so like egregiously like stupid. Excuse me for saying that. It's amazing, but I love it. Right? <laughs> Egregiously stupid that even the Republican uh, lawmakers are just like, Yeah, it's like, what, what can we do? It's what can we do? <laughs> yeah, what can we do? Like, there's nothing here. Yeah. So, all right. With that being said, uh, and that little bit of good news and interesting side stuff, let's move on to our happy place. And we're back away from the war room and to our happy place. Uh, Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I won't lie. This is my favorite part of the podcast always. Uh, getting back to the good stuff. I mean, this week we got this amazing sort of announcement from uh, Warner Brothers and uh, AT&T, who uh, uh, own both Warner Brothers and uh, uh, HBO. Um, HBO Max uh, is, along with Warner Brothers, um, is essentially bringing all uh, like pretty much every WB major release of yeah. 2021 onto HBO max same day as theater release, right? We're getting a streaming and theater release on simultaneously on the same day. Yeah. And they're saying that um, this is going to change theater going. Oh um, yeah. Depending on how successful this, this turns out what their numbers are. Um, so there's one of there's like three outcomes that could possibly occur. There's definitely a lot more, but here are the three big outcomes, I think. Right? They're going to do this. It proves to be completely unprofitable, and they stop it midway through next year, right? Or start adding uh price tags to their films because as far as I understand, unlike Disney Plus, which put Mulan out uh on their platform but then charge $30 for it. Which I thought was like ridiculous. So here's the thing is my, you know, the Disney thing. Um, if you don't have a Disney um, subscription, mm -hmm. then I can understand. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you have, if there is a Disney subscription, that should have been part of the subscription. I agree with you. 
right? I think that, and I think you're just like bloody greedy. Yeah, having having this weird double tiered system where, hey, listen, we have the content, and but we have this special content that you got to pay extra for. It's like it's like literally DLC. It's literally like microtransactions, and well, it's thirty dollars. It's it's legit, you know, major transactions, macro transactions, for streaming services it's 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 it was really scummy and then on top of that mulan was a garbage ass film just horrible i haven't watched it i enjoyed the original animation i went i mean you know uh, i went through it to which my you know my my entire just opinion was like wow this is a horrible movie and you know they scammed homies out of 30 dollars right this movie it's and you know on top of that we live in this you know day and age where you know like everything about that movie became like this weird pro-china thing in in a time when people are very very anti-china yeah right um it 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 just it was it was just poorly handled in the way they did it finding out that they're you know they they filmed in the same province where there's you know like the the you know the 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 uyghur muslim uh, uh concentration camps yeah. Like, all of it just was, like, a mixture of a perfect storm of, like, what the hell is going on. And then the Hong Kong protests on top of it. And right. the, you know, opinions of certain actors, you know, going very much against it. Um, so, yeah, everything about Mulan was was problematic. And shifting that back to... And then on top of that, they charge you $30 to even view it. Meanwhile, HBO Max, as far as I understand, it's same day in, and you get the movie, Right. Right. You could, um, and I understand why they did it this way. Um, Warner Brothers put out Tenet this year, all right, and we saw that in the theaters. Right. Like we were, you know, uh, lucky enough uh, and thankfully had enough safety, where you know we were the only people in the theater. We practically had our own theater experience, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I've watched Tenet a few times in theaters where it's always been that way. It's been me, my party of individuals, and maybe two other people. Right. Right. You know, sitting way more than six feet away from us Um, because, you know, and the reserve seating made it made it very much possible. But Tenet still didn't do as well as they wanted it to. It didn't save movie theaters. Coronavirus has unfortunately made people not go. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had that experience, right? When we went, Mm -hmm. um, there's two other people in. And when they saw we there was other people in the theater, they left. Yeah. They, they just left. It's like, nope, we don't want... It's, you know, they, they made their own choice. Um, right. But it's one of those things. It's There's not there's not a will to, to do this. People need entertainment, but they want to do it in, in safety. Uh, the vast majority of them want to do it in safety. They want to do it, you know, and it's now the theater experience at home is now the thing, right? Yeah. Um, I won't lie. It's going to be one of those things. And I feel like it's one of those things I'm going to definitely transition into. Um, you know, it is recreating a theater experience at home because as much as I love theaters, yeah. um, it's, it's very hard for them to survive in the, you know, this Corona world. And on top of that, that the, the, the entire market and what WB has done has really radically changed things. Right. Um, right. you know, and so the big thing was, as tenant came out, it didn't do the crazy gangbusters. Uh, that a movie like Christopher Nolan's Tenet would have been, it's it, you know, Christopher Nolan's films, they would have, you know, easily, you know, get to 800 million, mm-hmm. right? They right. would have gotten to around 800 million. They would have made a lot of money. He is an auteur director who makes big budget studio films, 
you know, right. he it, he's a unicorn, and he makes, th- in my opinion, he makes movies that no one's ever seen before. He makes you know worlds that no one has ever even you know really brought up this concept to the level of detail that he's done. And despite all of that, it didn't work. He didn't make the the gangbusters. He didn't you know destroy you know the 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 whole blockbuster stuff. He constantly had to move his release date, and eventually said, "Screw it, it's coming out." The best way to watch this in, is in theaters. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, we watched it in theaters, and it was amazing. Right. Um, but. WB learning from that issue being the they having the only major release in you know in 2020 realistically speaking other than say bad boys and to some extent Harley Quinn yeah right right um you know birds of prey and Harley Quinn right those like those were the only real big films this year and WB I think has come to this conclusion that 2021 will be the same you know in 2021 we're going to have a similar problem with movie theaters. So they've done this move and movie theaters, of course, are angry about it, but hopefully we're going to, you know, uh, well, let's think about it, Chris. I mean, here's the thing is I will still go to, if I will still go to the movie theaters, oh, absolutely. Right? like the first one that's going to come out is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. They're going to stream it and it's going to be available in the theaters. Well, you know what? If the theater that I go to, um, local, if it's open and it's playing, guess what? I'm going mm-hmm. right. Uh, so, I mean, it really is going to, I think, depend on the movies, but it's also going to depend on the individual. Yeah. Right. Like we are huge moviegoers. Yeah. Right. We enjoy going out to the movie, watching yeah. it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowen's more so. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, we are. So I, I think, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what their, what, what it, you know, what their thing is. But uh, how much they're going to make from it? Yeah. Um, you know, um, how successful this model is going to be. Yeah. So I, if the model is crazy good successful, the, the three outcomes to this model, as I, you know, sort of alluded to earlier, is that it's not that successful midway through the year they decide to either pull the program or uh start charging for the films right inside the the app itself right that's a solution i don't think that's a good one um it is somewhat successful to which it only really lasts for 2021 right, right? while the pandemic while is the still, pandemic is, everybody's yeah. getting vaccinated. and then in, yeah and then it ends and what they do is they just use this 2021 huge you know uh, content drop of you know of top tier films right and use that to up hbo max sub- subscriptions other than the mandalorian what else is on disney plus when the mandalorian's done you know what, what else are we going to do on disney plus right right uh, okay i'm going to call it right now though next week mandalorian Okay. Uh, um, yeah, because I think uh is that going to be the last episode? I believe it will be. I believe it will be. Okay. But, yeah, and so that's but that's part B where you know, option 2. It does kind of good. They 2021 way they do it, but they go back to the movie theater mo- model for these large scale big budget films. And then or it could do amazing, right? They make gangbusters, HBO Max becomes the new, you know, the new focus. Right. All of it works. Yeah, it it all just you know 
comes out it all comes out you know daisies everything works perfectly so what's on the roster chris for um you're checking uh, to see about the mandalorian right yeah i just want to see the like, last episode week. but okay so uh wonder woman's coming out on december 25th yeah so on christmas right? day that's a nice christmas little day. nice little christmas gift I, thank you hbo yeah so uh, warner brothers for that gift finally taking uh, it's been pushed back so many times at this point yeah it was supposed to come out earlier this year i hope they just worked on it this whole time like just getting you know just smoothing it out like you know actually doing things to that the the thing that's definitely going to be the most problematic thing in the entire movie will be the cheetah look yeah because you know cats came out last year and i tried to claw my eyes out but you know I was, well I was thankfully restrained. i was lucky i did not watch cats i would like to show it to you only for you to no, thank hate you. yourself and, <laughs> and humanity in general um yeah, so Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, that, that that's gonna, that, yeah, that's a huge release, and it's going to be a great thing for HBO Max to to, to usher in the, this this big change. In January, we're getting a Denzel Washington uh, uh, crime thriller, The Little Things, in January twenty ninth of twenty twenty one. Um, you know, just it's a really interesting sort of Denzel Washington normal fare about you know detective in L A dealing with a serial killer, and it's got. Uh, Denzel and uh, Rami Malek, right? He, hmm. Really, really good. Both, actors. I think, strong. And Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh, wow. True. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to see where this goes. If Jared Leto's in it, he's probably the serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the little things on January 29th, 2021. Uh, Tom and Jerry in March. So, February, they skip. Uh, so, in March 2021, mm. March 5th, we're going to get a Tom and Jerry sort of pseudo. It looks like 3D slash 2D uh, live action uh, animated hybrid. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah, that seems like more of a kids movie, but you know, uh, Trolls did well yeah, in this one. Thing. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like, yeah, this is one of those things that I think would have made that jump very well. Same thing with uh, the little things. Um, that's you'd expect that as a Netflix film. Yeah. Right. So I think that would make the jump very well. The Many Saints of Newark uh, <laughs> is uh, what is that? Oh, wow, it's a Sopranos thing. Wow, prequel. Interesting, a pre Sopranos prequel coming out on March 12th. So two in March, all right. I guess February is a little bit of a lean month, but March gets to be a little bit more uh, better about it. Yeah. Uh, so a Sopranos prequel. Believe it or not, Sopranos is actually a show I need to go through again uh, because I don't remember much of it. Um, what else? Reminiscence. Um, interesting, so... It looks like it's a sci-fi <clears throat> drama uh, starring Hugh Jackman. It's got a real, like, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind look to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this turns out. It's got a similar thing about memories and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, April 16th, 2021, Reminiscence with Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, I wonder how that will look. It might be good. Might, might not be. Now, here's the one that, like, oh, if yeah, I were to go to the theater, yeah, this is the one I'd go to. Uh, it would be on May 21st, 2021, Godzilla versus Kong. That is going to be a good one. I mean, so like you, okay, I'll, I'm going to be very honest. And I would, you know, just to like prep myself, I'd watch Skull Island. I would watch Godzilla. Um, oh, you do it in that order. I would. I would. I would do Skull Island, King of Monsters, and then go watch the movie. Yeah. I mean, I <clears throat> the first Godzilla film I wasn't too much of a fan of. I felt that. They, they work too much on the idea of like keeping keeping the monster out of sight and keeping it behind and not showing much of it and um 
I thought that was okay and the acting was great, but it, it's one of those things. It's like you go to a Godzilla movie, you want to see Pacific Rim level of just Godzilla. like, yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. Amazing. I want to see it. I want to see it. And yeah. Listen, let them fight. I heard that. I was like, yes, finally. Let's get into this movie. Um, but then we saw King of the Monsters, Godzilla King of the Monsters. And you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. This is what, like, they did everything right. Like, you know, all the way up to, to, to get, you know, uh, what is it? Ghidorah, Ghidra, yeah, Ghidorah. Yeah. Right? Like all of it. They did, they got all of it right. And then with Godzilla versus Kong, like this is like King the King Kong film, Kong Skull Island. That was a really good movie. I was like pleasantly surprised. Like, it had it, no right to yeah. be as good as it was. Yeah, I agree with you. Right. I that, was like so surprised. In my opinion, the strongest of the the films was Kong Skull Island. It really, you know, it it had the visuals perfect. It had Everything about it just working nice. The visuals, yeah. the storytelling, the 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 whole arc of it all, the characters. I wish that those characters were because it's set in the past. I would love to see more of them, yeah. but um, yeah, they're not there. <clears throat> Godzilla versus Kong. Hopefully, will continue that. I'd love to see, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. Like, just I'll, I'd love to see these characters go crazy. In my opinion, King Kong will destroy Godzilla. Um, I'm pro primate and I believe that using tools against a giant lizard is going to be a thing. He's going to be like armored up. He's going to have like a mecha sword and his like whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. It, you know, it's going to be like Godzilla about to kill, like, sorry, King Kong about to kill Godzilla and Godzilla's going to be like, no, wait, save Mothra. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and he goes like, why did you say that name? <laughs> Mothra. Mothra. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that one I'm really excited about. If there was one to go into the theaters, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong on May 21st, 2021, that's what I would do. Uh, the Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It More in the Conjuring Universe. Unfortunately, horror film, I never go to theaters for horror films. I don't do horror films. I do like to do horror films, but I don't do it in theaters because for me, it's, I like the shared experience. I like to do it with a whole bunch of people, right? I'd love everyone to like... When people like feed off each, yeah, when they feed yeah, off no. each other's like neuroses, uh, 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 it, it, it really heightens the experience. So on June 4th, 2021, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It is coming out. Looks pretty interesting. Uh, if you're into the whole Conjuring universe, that will work. Um, in the Heights, uh, June 18th, 2021. Uh, well, two, two ones in June as well. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, award winning Broadway sensation. Oh, yeah, I remember before he I think, did. Yeah. Before yeah. he did um, Hamilton. Yeah. So this was sort of like where he cut his teeth originally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That yeah, might yeah. be interesting. I really enjoyed Hamilton and I like that. I want to see how they're like. So Hamilton was just a recorded stage musical. Right. Yeah. I would love to see Hamilton done and given the truly cinematic experience. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. I would love to see, you know, that two, three hour film with multiple sets you know like just going crazy and then and then doing it the way he did it you know invigorating you know like hamilton the way that i can best describe it is that it it affects you on two levels you like history you're gonna love this you like music you're gonna love this you like both of those things you're gonna really love this right um and so while music is not really my thing the history part of it was so yeah in the heights on june 18th 2021 that's uh maybe one to look out for i want to see how that turns out Space Jam, A New Legacy with LeBron James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I, I like the original Space Jam, and it was sort of pioneering for its uh, for its age. So on July sixteenth, twenty twenty one, Space Jam, we're getting uh, uh, sort of uh, a sequel about it, and I would like to see how this works. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it would be great to to watch the original with uh, with, <laughs> with some some youngins, and then uh, go on to this one as well. Uh, I'm oh, looking forward to this one. On August sixth, twenty twenty one, the Suicide Squad. So I'm a Suicide Squad, you know, original film apologist. I feel like the first forty foot minutes of that film are really good, and then after that, it kind of takes a nosedive. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I I really loved where they were at in the beginning of that film. Um, so did we ever get a director's cut of it uh no i mean there's a lot of talk of it um i i I believe when it comes to the background of that first film um that movie was chopped up and recut by uh, a trailer company a company that makes trailers um and the reason why is because the first trailer was so well received for how poppy it was but the reality of the movie the movie is a lot more darker um you know it was about villains you know you know doing evil stuff and so um that's definitely where they're originally going for um here with the the suicide squad 2021 they're leaning into the fact that the suicide squad is supposed to be ridiculous they're leaning into the fact that these are literally the d list of all characters f list let's go straight to the z these are horrible completely useless the worst possible characters with the weirdest you know most esoteric weird powers or straight up just unknown right who these characters are and what they do all that in mind. That means they're all expendable. And in a movie called The Suicide Squad, we're going to watch them die. <laughs> we're actually going to see, you know, uh, this suicide mission go down on its own. I, I suspect, like, majority of the team is going to die in this thing. Um, the only There's only one person I ever feel is 100% safe, and that's Margot Robbie's uh, character. Yeah, Harley Quinn is going to be safe. Uh, she I just... don't know. I think Kenneman might be. No, I think he's the first one to go up. You think so? First one. No way. I, I like think him. I literally think that he's got his own suicide squad in the beginning of the movie, and then he dies. And then they have to form a new one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so Suicide Squad is another one uh, I would love to watch in theaters if given the opportunity on August 6th, 2021. Now, this one is pretty good because I believe this was supposed to come out in December of, what, this year? And then they yeah. pushed it and they kept on pushing it dune on october 1st 2021 this is another one which is a one you'd want to see in a theater yeah I, so um, i was suicide squad i'd go watch it in the theater yeah it's like dune is, is is i mean it is the granddaddy of a lot of good science fiction like um there's like th- really three major eras of science fiction right you have like that mary shelley frankenstein all the way to hg wells time machine era yeah very early very very just retro sci-fi uh, back when science fiction kind of didn't really exist. They're sort of the pioneers of it. Then you have that golden age, 50s era, you know, with Isaac Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke and getting really into, like, Foundation and 2001 Space Odyssey, that great mm-hmm. golden age stuff, which then spawns things like Star Trek, right? Right. Right. And then you have things like Dune, yeah. which then star spawn things like Star Wars all the way down to Game of Thrones. Right, yeah. the, the like the one that truly brings in like science fiction, but down to a greater philosophical level, it strips out the idea of technology. Yeah, you know, in the yeah. future, you know, and it's more about the idea of consciousness, and 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 changing that. Um, Dune, and there's been many attempts at making Dune work. Right, there was the you know uh, Jordorowski's Dune, 
which never materialized and was insane. There was um, uh, Dune done by uh, David Lynch. Yeah, right? David Lynch's Dune, which was okay. Um, I wasn't really a fan of it. It's, it's. I mean, but I mean, I, I think you know what? I think he's himself had said that the, you know, he chopped off more than he could chew. Yeah. With that, because the the scope was just so yeah, big. So, and you couldn't condense it into an hour and a half or a two hour movie. No, it's, it's, I mean, the very fact, like the, the thing about Dune in this is that they're not doing the full Dune book in this film. They're doing about half of it. Right. Yeah. They're literally doing. Is he, are, was the director going to break it up? originally i believe yeah he did he, too right he's yeah I, there was a lot of talk initially that this was gonna be a two-part film and that they were filming both parts at the same time um and then on top of that you know there's going to be an hbo max show you know about the 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 the, the sisters right the the, the benny gesserit or mm-hmm. transfer sisters right um and then like there was gonna be a lot of sort of stuff around it and so yeah dune is um i'm so excited it's such it. a rich environment and yeah. uh universe that they could do a lot with it. Yeah, because I mean, you want to be like the new Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones, you know, screwed it up. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things that, given enough time, like Dune for me would work better as a TV series, like it did with with you know Frank Herbert's Dune that came out on mm-hmm. Sci-Fi, but with an actual budget this time. Yeah, you know, really get deep. Into I actually, it. I know the the budget wasn't great. For it's still pretty other, good but it's pretty good i i enjoy it better than the movie absolutely it's it's better than david lynch's stuff and um yeah and so that is the uh, the other out sort of option but yeah i'm com- com- i'm so excited about dune and i'd like to see where it goes from there and um yeah i mean there's so many people who are not casted in this film the emperor is not casted in this film yeah right so it's like they're they're really holding off until later uh let's see this king richard on november 19th 2021 um, it looks like sports it's a, biopic. Yeah, about um, Vanessa and Serena Williams. Dan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. He he is definitely uh, deserves a lot of credit. But uh, yeah, interesting. All right, that would be an interesting one on November 29th. Sorry, November nineteenth, twenty twenty one. It yeah. um, that's definitely one of those like I say Netflix movies you'd see like released on Netflix. Oh man, this is going to be a treat and a half on December twenty second, twenty twenty one. Worth going to see in the movie theaters. Um, the, the Matrix, Matrix yeah, 4. Yeah, The Matrix 4. Uh, I really want to see where they go with this because while the first Matrix is, in my opinion, like one of the best films ever made, um, and it, the, the, the sequels really didn't live up to the promise that The Matrix had. And they they, they didn't... They, they sort of got trapped in the, the weird philosophical leanings and, 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 and spectacle. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to you know the first matrix film which was this mind-bending adventure the mate the first matrix film and inception to me are like this perfect double pairing of mm-hmm. mind-bendy films that mess with your perception of reality yeah and and the real so uh yeah the matrix where i want to see what they do i want to see like how they they work this out because that i felt like the matrix revolutions is kind of very solid in terms of trying to cap things and end things off right maybe to its detriment where you know they, they... Uh, although i think at the very end they 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 did leave a small opening yeah for for a four absolutely and so they're we're here they're gonna do it 
I'm with you. This is so the movie coming up. This is not a movie that I personally would have watched myself, like say in a theater, but I would love to have seen it uh, because this is one of those like if it was on Netflix, like the Chicago Seven or whatever, mm-hmm. I would have watched this, and this would be uh, and it doesn't have a date. Um, uh, um, you know, it's supposed to be it was supposed to be released on August twentieth, but uh, now pushed to sometime in twenty twenty one. You can, yeah. Yeah, and it's Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I'm really. I mean, Daniel I, Kaluuya and um, what's his name? Uh, uh, hold on, his his name, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh my God, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, you've never seen the show, um, Atlanta. No, I yeah. have not. Yeah, Atlanta is a show that I'd like to show you, and uh, perhaps we'll talk about it uh, okay. later. But Lakeith Stanfield is in the show, and my God, he's amazing. And That's so, yeah. the one with Glover, right? Yes, it's the one. With so I've Glover. seen. I, I think I saw the first, um, first episode. I haven't gone yeah. back to it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I just really enjoy. And unfortunately, because Don Glover's so busy, uh, season three of Atlanta is really far off. And this is about the so Judas and the Black Messiah. It's about the assassination of, uh, a black the Black Panther Illinois Chairman Fred Hampton in um the 1960s right or 1970s yeah i mean I, it's... around the same time as the trial of the chicago seven was going on. yeah i mean in the movie the chicago seven they and... had um that event occur you yeah know? And if the... you haven't watched sorry to interrupt yeah. chris but if you it's side note if you have not watched the trial of the chicago seven do it was a really good movie um i enjoyed it yeah i, I enjoyed like um if you haven't seen the, this is another one, the Black Clansman, hilarious, but a great and a great movie. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I can watch it again, and it's just as yeah. funny, uh, yeah. you know. In, in ter- but the the topic itself is not funny. Yeah. But the way they did it was well done. Yeah, I mean the everything the Black Panther, like the the entire legacy of the Black Panthers, how they've so like shaped. American political discourse, you know, behind the scenes. We should maybe in one of our war rooms talk about that because I know Chris, you've uh, mentioned it to me, and I didn't even realize it, but a lot of the um, gun laws are a result of the bank, uh, Black Panthers. Yeah, right? they, yeah, they they were one of the original um, sort of racialized and marginalized groups to, right. you know, use their rights of you know bearing arms, and that was seen as too problematic by those in power. And right. And so laws were yeah. um, under conservative Republican governments. Laws were put into place to stop, you know, and to limit the acquisition of certain firearms. Right. And they did it really to take away guns from racialized groups. Yeah. So I know this is our happy place, but I'm just going to put it out there. Go, you know, 30 second war room. In that I think Democrats really need to bring up this history. Now going back to our happy place. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Let's let. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right let's let's. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>